Hello folks, <clears throat> uh, my name is Eric Velm, I'm with uh, Christ Only Ministries, preaching uh, the word of Christ to anyone willing to listen. Um, I haven't been on here in a while, uh, this is week four of uh, the lockdown the virus. I mean, this sounds like something out of a TV show, doesn't it? Um, uh, you know, a month ago or six weeks ago, who would have who would have ever believed that we'd be in that we'd be in this predicament, in this situation, where not only are we being threatened by a a a virus, but we're being threatened. Uh, by an overly ambitious government, I think, um, in the name of safety, you know, maybe some of our leaders, probably a, a good many of them, are concerned and, le and legitimately concerned and are taking what they believe to be necessary measures. No, but there's there's an element out there, and, and uh, mostly found in the Democratic Party, that, you know, go by the phrase, uh, you know, go by the saying, you can't let a good crisis um, you can't ignore a good crisis in a sense that I forget how they put it, but you can't ignore a good crisis in a sense that you can get a lot of their agenda accomplished through uh, creating a crisis and creating fear and creating uh, you know, the right social and political conditions to um, to um, instill their agenda and and that's and that more than the uh, than the virus is, is concerning me uh, <clears throat> you know this is we're very vulnerable at this point and uh, you know it can it can go either way and uh, I'm not sure what if we value our liberties any anymore enough, or we appreciate them enough to uh, to get back to uh, to a constitutional republic, but that's all for later. Uh, I'm not going to get too much into the political, but I just wanted you to know where I'm coming from. So let's pray, and then I'm going to read a couple of a couple of uh, chapters from uh, from the Bible. A chapter or so from Second Kings and a chapter from Hebrews, and I, and these and these uh, readings that I brought up, I read them a while ago, and I just thought, and it just came to me. This isn't, I don't have a written uh, sermon here. This is just some comments and some observations and and things that have come come to me uh, uh, during this uh, during this time, and uh, I thought it was very. Um, illuminating and, and very uh, prescient and uh, you know it really applied to uh, to this time or could be applied to this time and uh, so I, I just wanted to, uh, to to bring this out and to uh, show some things and to illustrate some things that I think might be worth uh, might be worth considering as we go forward and uh, and um, try to um, and try to recover from this uh, um, 
catastrophe and uh, and what it might take and what we might need in the spiritual sense to uh, recover um, you know this does have a, a biblical almost like I posted on Facebook almost a biblical feel to it and you know I, I can't I'm not a prophet I can't pronounce you know that we've uh, you know that God is uh, is, is doing this or doing that I just know that he says uh, keep your eyes open and, and uh, be uh, be aware and don't be uh, like those uh, like those uh, virgins where the ten virgins went out to meet the bridegroom and five virgins had their oil lamps filled and, and they could and they were going to be able to make it and to meet him and the other five bridegrooms weren't ready they, uh, they you know they were lacking uh, they were lacking oil they didn't have time to go get uh, to go buy some more and so they were so they asked their their uh, fellow uh, virgins whether you know if they could borrow some but the uh, the prepared virgins didn't have any to spare so the uh, unprepared weren't ready weren't ready for the coming of the bridegroom and so uh, you know that's that's my advice is to stay ready and uh, be prepared and uh, and don't let your love for God and for others in this time uh, grow cold because that's what uh, Paul warns against in uh, one of his epistles. He talks about, you know, the end times and, and, and in times of trouble, uh, uh, you know, people letting their love grow cold. And uh, we can't fall into that trap. I mean, I know there's a lot of... Uh, a lot of what we consider enemies out there, you know, that, that just uh, see reality in a different way than we do and, and have different priorities and different values. Nevertheless, they, uh, you know, we still can't, we can, we can fight them, we can uh, debate with them, we can argue with them, we can try to defeat them as an ideological enemy, but we can't succumb to hatred. Uh, you know, that's playing into Satan's hands. And uh, so I try to keep, uh, try to keep, try to keep our, uh, our, uh, you know, feelings of uh, Christian love separate from our dislike or even hatred of the ideology uh, that they carry with them, and uh, it's all that ideology to me is almost is is almost an infection of a, a viral infection of, a, of the of the political and social body of America. But anyhow, so uh, I'll pray first, and then we'll uh, and then we'll uh, get on to. Uh, these readings and I'll, I'll just bring up a few points that I that I that I thought you know that I thought of while I originally read these uh, these uh, scriptures you know lately you know I, I always read the scriptures but lately I've been asking God to to really um, you know before I start praying to really reveal to me you know things that I'm missing things that that I didn't see before things that that you know didn't sink in and you know surprisingly it's uh you know or unsurprisingly it, it really does work in the last uh, couple of months you know there's 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 been things in, in scriptures I think and even even my wife has has, has noticed this the same thing when when she's doing her readings uh, that there's just we're noticing things that you know we you know you noticed them but you didn't really they didn't sink in or you didn't take pay any particular attention to and then all of a sudden you know it's like wow oh, that seems to be uh, important that seems to be pretty relevant so anyhow um, God reveals things in his time 
and God reveals things to those who uh, look and, and, and search for uh, his truth and for his ways and, and uh, you know, who look for him and, and try to understand him um, and, uh, and trying to be o o obedient to him, to him. Because in our obedience is where things are revealed. Uh, somewhere Christ says uh, something to the effect that, you know, uh, when you believe, then you'll see. You know, which of course is just the opposite of uh, the worldly scientific viewpoint that when you see then you can believe but really it starts with faith in order to be able to see uh, what God has for us and uh, and what God is trying to tell us and uh, where he where he's trying to point us and uh, and uh, if you pay attention you know he does he really does he he, uh, he comes to us in the at the most uh, peculiar of times and uh, you know I, I know that for a fact it's, it's like so, so much of what I do or think and you know he comes along and he verifies it or or he says you know some something happens that wow okay you know I was just thinking about that and and here you here comes along this message or this this thing that happens that, that verifies it or nullifies it either way so anyhow, I'm going to finally get to the reading. I'm going to pray first, and then we'll get to the reading. Father, uh, we thank you, Lord, for this day, and we thank you for your blessings. Uh, we thank you that uh, you have revealed yourselves to yourself to us, that you, uh, um, you don't remain hidden to those who, uh, who search for you, who look for you, who uh, desire to know you. Um, ask and the door, uh, uh, ask and it will be given to you, and, and search and you will find, and knock and the door will be opened to us. And indeed, uh, that's, that's how it works in your kingdom. And uh, for those who diligently search for you, who diligently want to know you, you do not keep yourself a secret, but you do reveal yourselves to us in some, both small and large ways. And uh, Father, we just thank you that you have not left us here as orphans, but indeed, uh, Father, you have adopted us into your family, and you have given us the hope and the promise of eternal life, Lord. You have given the hope and the promise of, uh, of courage and grace and, uh, and um, all the fruits of the Spirit and all the things that truly matter uh, from now and, in, and into the end times. So, Father, we just uh, we love you and we praise you and we uh, thank you for all things. And uh, Lord, I just pray that what I'm saying, what I may say here, would uh, would be uh, wisdom from you. And, and uh, Lord, not just something that I con conjured up, Father. So, uh, and it would be pleasing to your ear and pleasing to uh, pleasing to you in all ways. And uh, it would be edifying to your church and to those who love you. To those who are who are uh, currently troubled by these times, Lord, for those who uh, who are are afraid, uh, uh, confused, uh, anxious, uh, kind of lost, um, you know this this uh, this is what's uh, what's going on in our lives, Lord, and uh, we know that you uh, do all things and bring all things together for your good purpose, and. Uh, Lord, how you do it and when you do it is a mystery to us, but uh, Lord, we just have faith that, that everything works towards the good for those who love and trust you. So, uh, Father, we just thank you for uh, your son Jesus and uh, the forgiveness and eternal life that you have uh, of, uh, promised to us through him. 
We love you and praise you in his name. Amen. So I'm going to read these two chapters. And uh, the one, the first chapter is from uh, Second Kings, and uh, it starts. It starts in chapter six, six one. But uh, you know, this is uh, where uh, Elisha. Um, who was the disciple of Elijah? But now it's uh, Elijah has going to meet God and now Elijah has taken over as the uh, as the prophet and uh, he runs a prof a uh, school of prophets and uh, and so they talk about the axe head floating but uh, that's not actually too relevant to this uh, what I'm going to get into so what I'm going to get into is that the, this king of Aram he's decided to uh, he's decided to uh, uh, go to war with uh, with uh, Jerusalem and uh, you know he uh, he attacks them and he's turned away and then he attacks them again so anyhow this is where we're at a lot it's a it's Elisha's uh, reign of, 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 of prophet and um, the king is uh, at this time is um, uh, I believe it's Hezekiah so Okay, we'll get into this. Now the king of Aram was at war with Israel. After conferring with his officers, his officers, he said, I will set up my camp in, camp in such and such a place. The man of God sent word to the king of Israel, Beware of passing that place, because the Arameans are going down there. So the king of Israel checked on the place indicated by the man of God. Time and again, Elijah warned the king so that he was on his guard in such places. This enraged the king of Aram. He summoned his officials and demanded of them, Will you not tell me which of us is on the side of the king of Israel? None of us, my lord, the king, said one of his officers, but Elijah, the prophet who was in Israel, tells the king of Israel the very words you speak <coughs> Excuse me, in your bedroom. Go and find where he is, the king ordered, so I can send men and capture him. The report came back. He is in Dothan. Then he sent horses and chariots and a strong force there. They went by night and surrounded the city. When the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had summoned the city, had surrounded the city. Sorry. Oh, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed, O Lord, open his eyes that he may see. And then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. As the enemy came down toward him, Elisha prayed to the Lord, Strike these people with blindness. So he struck them with blindness, as Elisha had asked. Elisha told them, This is not the road, this is not the city. Follow me, and I will lead you to the man you are looking for. And he led them to Samaria. After they entered the city, Elisha said, Lord, open the eyes of these men so they can see. And then the Lord opened their eyes, and they looked, and they were inside Samaria. When the king of Israel saw them, he asked Elijah, Shall I kill them, my father? Shall I kill them? Do not kill them, he answered. Would you kill men you have captured with your own sword or bow? Set food and water before them so that they may eat and drink and then go back to their master. 
So he prepared a great feast for them, and after they had finished eating and drinking, he sent them away, and they returned to their master. So the bands from Aram stopped raiding Israel's territory. Sometime later, Ben-Hadad, king of Aram, mobilized his entire army and marched up and laid siege to Samaria. So he once again goes after them, even after they had been shown mercy. There was a great famine in the city. The siege lasted so long that a donkey's head sold for 80 shekels of silver and a quarter a cab of seed pods for five shekels. As the king of Israel was passing by on the wall, a woman cried out to him, Help me, my lord, the king. And the king replied, If the lord does not help you, where can I get help for you? From the threshing floor? From the wine press? Then he asked her, What's the matter? She answered, This woman said to me, Give up your son as you may, so that we may eat him today. Remember, there was an extreme famine, so I guess they got to the point of, uh, of, uh, of cannibalism. And tomorrow we'll eat my son. So we cooked my son and ate him. The next day I said to her, Give up your son so that we may eat him. But she had hidden him. And when the king heard the woman's words, he tore his robes. As he went along the wall, the people looked, and there underneath he had sackcloth on his body. He said, May God deal with me, be it ever so severely, if the head of Elisha, the son of Shaphat, remains on his shoulders today. Now Elijah was sitting in his house, and the elders were sitting with him. The king sent out a messenger ahead. But before he arrived, Elisha said to the elders, Don't you see how this murderer is sending someone to cut off my head? Look, when the messenger comes, shut the door and hold it shut against him. Is not the sound of his master's footsteps behind him? And while he was talking to them, the messenger came down to him. And the king said, This disaster is from the Lord. Why should I wait for the Lord any longer? So Elijah said, Hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord says about this time tomorrow. A seah of flour would sell for a shekel, and two seahs of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. And the officer on whose arm the king was leaning said to the man of God, Look, even if the Lord should open the floodgates of the heavens, could this really happen? You will see it with your own eyes, answered Elisha, but you will not eat any of it. Now there were four men with leprosy at the entrance of the city gate. They said to each other, Why stay here until we die? If we say, We'll go into the city, the famine is there and we will die. And if we stay here, we will die. So let's go over to the camp of the Arameans and surrender. If they spare us, we live. If they kill us, then we die. At dusk they got up and sent to the camp of the Arameans. And when they reached the edge of the camp, not a man was there. For the Lord had caused the Arameans to hear the sound of chariots and horses and a great army, so that they said to one another, Look, the king of Israel has hired the Hittite and the Egyptian kings to attack us. So they got up and fled in the dusk and abandoned their tents and their horses and donkeys. And they left the camp as it was and ran for their lives. The men who had leprosy reached the edge of the camp and entered one of the tents. They ate and drank and carried away silver, gold, and clothes and went off and, had, and hid them. They returned and entered another tent and took some other things from it and hid them also. And then they said to each other, We're not doing right. This is a day of good news and we are keeping it to ourselves. If we wait until daylight, punishment will overtake us. Let us go at once and report this to the royal palace.
so that's that that's about uh, God breaking the uh, the siege against the uh, against the uh, Samaria against the the king and so from Hebrews I want to read that too and they'll kind of tie in so Hebrews is the uh, Hebrews second chapter and so okay uh, the writer of Hebrews is going along talking about the ministry of Christ and and what he means and 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 what he brings and and uh, you know his, his the as being the word of God and, and uh, being our priest our high priest and and his sacrifice being one sacrifice for all and on and on and then he goes um, and then uh, the writer says since the children have flesh and blood he too shared in their humanity so that by his death he might destroy him who holds the power of death that is the devil and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death for surely it is not angels he helps but Abraham's descendants for this reason he had to be made like his brothers in every way in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God and that the that he might make atonement for the sins of the people because he himself suffered when he was tempted he is able to help those who are being tempted okay so those are are our two scriptures and those are the ones that really kind of kind of uh, uh, struck me and um, in these times and uh, so let me tell you why okay uh, from second Kings um, what happened here is that uh, is that God, uh, the, you know, the uh, the uh, the enemies of uh, of uh, the Arameans were attacking Samaria. I guess that was a stronghold of the of the Israeli uh, of the Israeli army. That's where the king was, and it was being besieged, and um, and they, they were starving inside the walls, and and. Uh, you know they were desperate. They were so desperate that the that the women were were were, were killing their children to eat them. Uh, you know I don't. That sounds pretty gruesome. And uh, but I guess there might be a calculus that 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 there that might somewhat justify something like that. I mean, maybe she has four children, and surely if the mother dies, then and the the rest of the children will perish as well. But if she gives up a a son or something and and maybe she's thinking in her own head well then I can you know feed the rest of my family I don't know what the calculus was I don't know I don't know if uh, you know what she did was cannibalism I know that but but that's kind of beside the point so anyhow so they're being besieged and 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 uh, the king is enraged by what he hears and he just can't believe how desperate things have gotten and he takes his rage out on Elijah so everything so uh, he blames everything on Elijah you know and, and and not and not the sins of their own people and he goes and he goes with his servant to to, to Elijah and he's gonna cut his head off and, and because he's so enraged you know you, you it's the old kill the messenger thing and so uh, 
Elijah says to him, you know, uh, actually, you know, by this time tomorrow, things are going to, things are going to be great. Things are going to, you know, we're going to have plenty of food, we're going to have plenty to eat. Things are going to sell cheaply again and, and, and everything's going to be okay. And so they wonder, well, how is this going to happen? You know, how, how there's no way this is going to happen. So what God does, right? What does he do? He, he creates this rushing noise, Right? And it scatters the Arameans. They flee in, in, in terror because they feel like they, 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 they hear something and they say, Oh, wow, you know, the Israelis have, 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 uh, have hooked up with the um, Egyptians and with the Hittites and, and, they're, and they're attacking us. We have no chance. We're done. We're doomed. And they got up and, 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 they, and, they, and they just fled their camp. They left everything behind and just fled their camp and, and they were gone. And then, and then the Israelis come in and plunder their camp you know and and it just occurred to me how much how much like 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 us in these in this last month are we okay because in my eyes the virus is a threat but the bigger threat is our fear and this is what God used to drive out the Arameans and they left everything behind them and how much like us is that we have we 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 this fear that this 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 overcoming fear this this widespread panic that we have of this coronavirus has caused us to what has caused us to give up everything that this western civilization has stand, stood for we all retreated so easily and we left everything behind us and now i don't know there's going to be somebody out there that's going to plunder it but we've left we've left our jobs we've left family we've left this we've left that we've completely abandoned our rights we've completely abandoned our constitution We've completely abandoned everything. Out of what? Out of fear. Out of what specific fear? Fear of death. Fear of disease. Fear. Fear. Fear of 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 of, of being conquered. And so this fear is really what what is 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 killing this culture, and and what is killing this 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 society of ours. I know the corona the virus is a threat. But it can't be a greater threat to our way of life than, than, than our fear. And, and, you know, we're just, we got totally chased out. We got totally routed. Uh, you know, whether this hangs on and where it w w winds up, I'm not sure. But right now, we're in a very precarious position. Very precarious. It's like it's like either we're going to take hold of the scripture uh, encouragements to 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 not fear, to be people of courage, to to be willing to to uh, you know put our lives on the line and 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 you know and and say and speak truth and 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 stay and stay within the gospels and and be brave enough to to say no, we're not going to do this. Okay, the, our Western civilization, Christendom, is worth standing up for christianism is worth you know the sacrifice of some lives and the and the in the uh, defense of any civilization of any of of any culture you know sad, sad to say but sacrifice and death are always required and 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 this very real threat to our uh, to our way of life, we don't seem to th to seem to think that we seem to think that okay, well, uh, the the possibility of death is out there. We have to abandon everything that the that our forefathers fought for, that 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 our that our that our descendants you know died in these wars for, to give up all of our freedoms, all of our liberties, all of our constitutional guarantees, our entire way of life. Because what? Because we fear death. 
and in Hebrews, you know, that, that's why I read Hebrews. That's that's what's kept us in bondage since since I don't know since the since man became spiritually awake is the fear of death and who holds the the power of death it's the devil and it's the devil who who uses that fear of death against us in so many ways and now he's getting us to abandon what our churches our our institutions our culture everything you know, so it's so it's, it's you know when back back in World War Two, what was it? Roosevelt said the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. You know, and I never really understood that. But as I became more you know more mature and older, yes, now now I do understand what he says because this is unprecedented in my life. This amount of fear that you know I go around and everybody's wearing masks and nobody comes near each other and and uh, you know we've been instilled with this fear and and ultimately it's the fear of death that 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 we're that we're cowering behind like no no uh you know the the uh the transmission of our culture and the safety and the protection of it shouldn't require death but wasn't it uh, patrick henry that said give me liberty or give me death how many people in this culture now have that same spirit have that same understanding of what's required to protect our way of life you know, and it's that fear of death that that's that's just so paralyzing to us, and that political leaders just 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 feast on because that is the ultimate source of their power, is our fear of death. That is where where they derive their power. That is where Satan derives his power. But wasn't it Christ who came so that we could be liberated from this bondage to 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 uh, to death and decay? And if we were Christ, real Christians, then it's really been disappointing to see how Christians have, have acted. Because you know, Christ did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of love, of power, and self-control. What is this that I'm seeing from from certain Christian leaders? I don't know. I'm seeing cowardice. I'm seeing fear. I'm seeing you know going behind behind masks and going behind doors. And and you know. I'm really not trying to trying to downplay the threat that Corona that Corona uh, you know presents, but we can't give up our culture, our way of life, and the and 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 the, and that and that genius constitution just to save every life out there. <clears throat> it's like Governor Cuomo said, "If if my lockdown saves one life, then it'll be worth it." Really? What kind of a calculus is that? You destroy the entire economy for the sake of wood life. It can't. That cannot be the calculus. That cannot be how we how we make our decisions. I mean, we would shut down for the flu. We would shut down for car accidents. We would shut down for this and shut down for that because it's going to save lives. Because this or that, and 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 we just can't let fear grip us. We all take our chances when we go out that door. And we go out there in faith. We go out there in faith in Christ. And I wonder if it's because it's because now this this culture of ours has completely abandoned the Christian faith. Now we do have a spirit of timidity because we do not have the spirit of Christ in us anymore. We do not trust in that message. So we think death and the material is all that is, and death is the end of everything. So you do so you so 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 you sacrifice everything to to, to uh, stave off death, and then that's. And that can't be how 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 we live our lives. 
God has God has given us a, that spirit of strength and courage, and courage because he's, he's overcome death for us, and we have to keep that in mind. Death is not the end. Death is, does not have the final answer. And if we're going to preserve anything worth preserving, we have to take that attitude. There's just no way around it. We can't stay stuck behind our doors forever. It's going to be the complete collapse. We got to get out there. We got to take our chances. And you know, in, in the defense of any empire, my gosh, the, you know, we send boys and, and, and women off to off to war, and and we expect that 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 thousands will die in in defense of 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 an idea or a way of life that that we hold to be important and sacred in our culture. But now we're we're all going behind closed doors and completely ruining everything, completely ruining the livelihoods of people, eliminating jobs, you know, uh, uh, emptying the bank accounts of people, you know, making people desperate. Who knows what's going on behind closed doors? Who knows what what's going to happen to people who are isolated by themselves? We can't keep this. This is not our response. is so disappointing and it's so ungodly. At some point, we're going to have to say, and it's already developing, and I'm glad to see it's developing. At some point, we're going to have to say, you know, we're sorry, but but there, Governor Cuomo and all the rest of you, we're going to have we're going to have to take our chances on this one. You know, we can't be shut down forever, no matter how much you want to shut us down. We have to live our lives. We have to be courageous. We know that some people are gonna are gonna fall, but but it's unavoidable. You can't you can't have a culture and a society if if the calculus of one death d d you know uh, decides it all. It can't be like that. It's just too much ruination. And it's this fear, you know, the same, you know, the, the way God used fear to rout the Aramaeans, or, or uh, yeah, the, to rout the Aramaeans. You know, and, and it's fear that now is routing us. And it could be God instituting this fear in us, because it could be time of judgment. But I know this, it's fear. And if we were obedient and we really trusted in the promises of Christ and the promises of eternal life and the promises that, that all good all things work towards the good for those who know and trust God, if if we had faith in that, it's like Jesus says, you know, when I return, will I find faith? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know if he will. Uh, you know, I don't know if maybe in some of these uh, other countries that have taken up the mantle of Christianity, but in the West, I don't, not much. Not much there, Lord. You know, all your leaders and your elites have completely abandoned it. The material world is all there is. There's no such thing as a spiritual side. They keep telling us this and on and on and on from 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 the, from you know from the uh, from the beginning, from from our birth. You know, we're 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 taught that. I mean, and ultimately, it's just it's just uh, it's it's not even a, a a way of thinking that makes any sense. It just it just takes takes strips life of any value at all. And you know, but that's for another day. <coughs> you know, it's that bondage to the fear of death, and who holds the power of death but Satan? And it's that fear that 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 you know just makes us so vulnerable at this point. And I've seen a lot of Christians just 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 go just 
get ridiculous. I mean, they're they're they're, and they were. I thought you know they were solid Christians, but boy, I tell you what, I you know, and I think since since I saw, I think they've gathered themselves, you know, like 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 Peter did, you know professing professing courage until the rubber meets the road and when the rubber meets the road uh you know courage kind of evaporates and that happens to us all you know and and i think they've they've uh and i think they've rounded up themselves and 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 and, and gotten hold of themselves and and uh you know and corrected it but the, those who don't have christ in them they just you know they're just completely out there because they just don't believe that there's anything else that, but but this material life that death is the end of everything and and you know we're still held, held hostage we're still if we if we let ourselves we don't have to now if we let ourselves be um you know be um threatened by death you know, I'm not going to say that 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 I'm here as some courageous soldier because you know I I kind of uh you know I, I kind of uh, have uh, shrunk back in a few times. It's like when uh, Governor Cuomo um, issued this this face mask thing, and it sounded like like any place you go outside of your house, you have to wear a face mask. And I'm thinking to myself, I have to wear a face mask when I walk my dog, and I don't see anybody for two miles. It's like, come on! And I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm not wearing my face mask. And then the other thought comes up, well, if I don't wear my face mask, I know I'm going to get stopped by police. And if I get stopped by police, I know it's not going to be a polite exchange of uh, pleasantries. And I'm going to, you know, I could probably most likely end up with a summons. And, and, and uh, who knows from there, you know, I mean, things can spiral pretty, pretty, uh, you know, out of hand pretty quickly. And I was thinking, of, uh, you know, maybe I'll just wear my, wear my face mask, you know. And then I said, no, I can't. I'm not going to. Okay, so the edict from our king wasn't quite like that, so I was spared have, having to do that. But nevertheless, I, 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 you know, in that situation, in that little minor situation, I saw, I saw fear entering into my, uh, into my uh, thinking, you know? And uh, like, uh, why don't I just stay with what's comfortable? instead of trying to, you know, create trouble. But we can't think like that. We can't think like that. There's too much at stake here, folks. Uh, we're gonna, you know, we're just gonna have to uh, 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 just go out there and live, you know? And, uh, and, and, and be, and, and, uh, and, and, and be courageous and, and, and not hiding behind everything. And, um, you know, so the way this, this fear, you know, just, 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 paralyzes us it just is it's it, 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 it can control us and like i said before the fear of death and the fear of 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 of, of these things of separation it's what it's what political leaders you know that that's their bread and butter you know threats and and uh punishment and ultimately you know death in in uh, in some sense it, that that's their that's their punishment i mean that's that's their bread and butter that's how they hang on to power our fear of death is how how Satan hangs on to power, how Satan realizes his uh, his goals and his agenda, and God has come to release us from that fear of bondage, of uh, and and that and that bondage to uh, to to death. 
And so, like, like Paul, uh, Paul Revere, I guess you know we're going to have to sometime. We're going to have to, you know, this is unfamiliar to us. We're list, we're we're li we're used to a very controlled, uh, you know, um, steady, comfortable way of life, and 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 all of a sudden to be confronted with with this with this this quarantine and this lockdown and the lockdown of Western civilization. This is no small thing, folks. It really isn't. You know, how are we going to respond as a people? Are we going to are we going to be up to the challenge, or are we going to shrink back in fear? You know, that's not what that's not why Jesus has given us His Spirit. He doesn't want us shrinking back in fear. And at some time, at some point, to me, the coronavirus, the virus is never going to go away. The flu virus is, you know, influenza has never gone away. It's something that we're just going to have to learn how to treat and live with <laughs> as a culture. And and we're going to have to just, you know, put on the put on the uh, armor of God and, and just and just go out and face this situation, and be brave in in the uh, in the. Um, in the midst of these, this this threat of the virus and and all, and, and all, and all the fear it generates, you know that's 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 where I that's that's what I wanted to get a, get a, uh, across. Uh, we 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 can't do this. We 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 have to we have to we have to be courageous. We we can't let 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 this virus you know destroy our civilization and uh you know i can i consider it worthy of uh of of uh of being kept alive but i'm not i don't know if god does anymore i think i think sometimes that sometimes you know we've we've uh you know we've heaped our sins up to the sky and and now it's time for judgment or, and and now it's time to uh you know to pay the piper and and uh you know You escape the the, uh, the you escape the uh, consequences of law by faith, and for those who don't have faith, the uh, you know I uh, I guess the law still applies. That when you sin, you die, and our culture is heaped up to the uh, up to heaped up to the sky in sin, and uh, we've been found you know weighed into balance and found wanting, and uh, so you know. I can't tell you definitively, but in my own eyes, I feel like Western culture is worth, is worth, uh, you know, uh, keeping, and uh, and perhaps you know, we'll, we shall, we will be given a time to repent and, and a time to to uh, think more sensibly about you know where we're going in this uh, headlong uh, rush into hedonism and uh, uh, materialism and uh, you know nihilism. But I don't know. But I do know this: is that we're not being. God has not called us, you know, to to a spirit of timidity, and and to hide behind our uh, doors for the, you know, for the foreseeable future, <coughs> is is just the very definition of timidity and fear. So, um, and you know, and I pray that as a people, that. Uh, that we will show our leaders and our politicians and our leftists and our progressives that we take our freedom seriously. We love our culture. We love Christendom. We love the uh, the uh, the the message of the gospel, and we like how it organizes society. And we're not going to give it up. We're not going to give it up without a fight.
so uh, I guess the message is is that uh, you know we got routed by fear you know fear just drove us all we didn't even think about it you know we just feared so much we didn't think about what this actually means you know in our spiritual lives or, or, or you know how it actually applies to the Constitution the New Jer Jersey governor for crying out loud was quoted as saying when he when he did the lockdown you know he didn't even think about the Constitution what the heck is that what what I mean you're, you're you swore on, you swore an oath you swore on the Bible that you would defend and protect the Constitution from all uh, uh, domestic and uh, and foreign enemies, and you don't even you 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 institute this draconian uh, violation of 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 every civil right that we have, and you don't even consider the Constitution. I mean, what is that? Is that tyranny, dictatorship, or is that just complete fear? I'm not sure which one. And his governor out in Michigan, you know, she becomes more and more desperate every every day. And I don't know. It's hard to determine whether she is just succumbing to fear because she's a faithless woman, or be, or she's she's just a a, a, a a dictator in waiting and just and just likes this power, this progressive power of, of taking co control of culture and 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 uh, and insisting that uh, you know. <laughs> that it's your agenda and not the, the agenda of the Constitution is what matters. It's not the wisdom of the ages that matter. It's the wisdom of the here and now. You know, it's like what Flip Wilson had that uh, had that show, and he, he, was, he was a pastor of the Church of uh, What's Happening Now. <laughs> that's that's the way that's the way a lot of our pastors, I think, act. But I'll tell you what, there's a lot of courageous ones out there too holding their church services or or you know just not willing to uh you know to uh, bow to uh to a uh, bow so i'm not going to put down christianity because the the christian world is showing a lot more courage than the secular world that's for sure because i don't know if there anything matters to the secular world outside of uh you know i don't think they cherish liberty i don't think they cherish the constitution i don't think anything matters to them other than than the accumulation of wealth and 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 uh and avoiding death so anyhow uh that's my word for this session I guess it's just a call to all of us to uh, to be brave, you know, and 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 understand that that you know God is God is God knows what's going on. Uh, only He knows what's going on. And uh, I don't I don't know, but I know that He hasn't given us the spirit of timidity. Maybe He wants to really see if if uh, you know our liberties and our constitution is something that we're brave enough to to defend and if we're not then we don't deserve it and so you know that's how that's going to go down you only deserve that which we which which you cherish and you, know, you are brave and courageous enough to defend if you can't then 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 uh, and and being brave enough to defend means that some are going to fall. 
but they're gonna you know if they're believers they're gonna fall into Christ and if you fall into Christ then 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 you know you're blessed beyond a measure anyhow I know that's that's that might be a hard word to some but it's true I mean if we're gonna be Christians we have to set our sights on that we have to set our sights on the author and the perfecter of our faith who with the joy set before him endured the cross and sat down at the right hand of the father of the father that's what we have to do set ourselves our eyes on Christ you know he is our example he is our he is our Lord he is our you know he's our 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 measuring stick by him we measure all of our thoughts and actions so anyhow, that's it. Um, you know, I pray for everybody out there. I pray for re first responders. I pray for those who, uh, you know, are very fearful. I pray, you know, for that spirit of courage. I pray for Christians to uh, stand up for the gospel and, and stand up for the things that we know that are worth preserving and cherishing. That's what conservatives do. And that's what uh, people of faith do. They know there's things that are worth preserving. There's good things in human culture and human society. There's been great ideas, and, and but the uh, but the opposite and uh, destructive ideas are always tailing right behind. So this is just a call to uh, to understand, uh, 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 you know, the destructiveness. A fear and the herd mentality that it creates, you know, you you strike a strike a little for a little fear into the into a herd of bison, boy, and they're off and running. They don't know where they're running, and they don't know even why they're running. But they know that their neighbor to the left and to the right is running, so they're going to run. And that's fear. That's what fear does to us. And ultimately, fear is always grounded in the fear of death. So, anyhow, uh, bless you all. Try to be courageous, discerning. Seek the wisdom of God. Oh, little Ori came up to see me. Hey, Oreo. Hello, little buddy. And um, so, and I'll pray for you, and I hope you guys pray for me. And, uh, you know, I want to get through this without being ashamed. I want to get through this with... Uh, you know, being proud of uh, of our of my fellow citizen, and uh, proud of my fellow Christian. So that's that, and I shall read from Ephesians, and this is what Paul writes. And for this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, <clears throat> so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. I love you all in Christ. Go in peace. <clears throat>